I'm Clay Pigeon. Welcome to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. It's a weekly digest of some of the segments and moments that make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show on WFMU. Of course, you can listen live to Wake and Bake Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on WFMU.org. Join me live every morning for the full show. It includes great music, 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 chair throwing, pixie dust, and all-round good vibes. <laughs> oh my God, the man is a maniac. You can, you, can, you, can, you can also hear the full show on streaming archives oh. at wfmu.org slash playlists slash WA. Anxiously waiting. Disquietly pondering. Worriedly watching. I'm making coffee. Anybody want? Who wants coffee? Come and get it. Who wants? You want coffee? Who wants coffee? Anybody want coffee? I'm making the coffee. Well, the spring equinox has come and gone, hasn't it? Duh. So these facts about the spring equinox are kind of stale. You want to hear them anyway? Just get it over with. The early Egyptians built the Great Sphinx so that it points directly toward the rising sun on the spring equinox. The myth that you can balance an egg on its end on the spring equinox is just that, a myth. Don't be so sure. The late Senator Everett Dirksen of Illinois waxes poetic about spring flowers. The warm zephyrs blow with sweeten and warm the soil, and soon the crocuses, the tulips, the juncos, the daffodils all stick their heads up and begin to flower. The lilacs are swelling fast, and ere long, all the air will be perfumed with the real fragrance of the purple and the white lilac. Absolutely. I'm reading from factretriever.com. Okay. You've heard of spring fever. There are psychological and physiological symptoms that occur in spring. Things like restlessness, daydreaming, increased randiness, Scientists think more light, more exercise, and more bare skin influence your hormone levels. There are two times of year when couples are most likely to break up. When? The first is springtime. The second is two weeks before Christmas. (laughs) Springtime brings flowers and warm weather, but it might not be a good time for babies to be born. A large-scale study found that babies born in the spring are more likely to develop schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, major depression, and anorexia. Children grow faster during the spring. Do you suffer from allergies? Yes, you do. 17 million people see their doctor for them, mostly in the spring. 
In a recent Gallup poll, 36% of Americans name spring as their favorite season of the year, while 27% prefer fall, 25% summer, and just under 11% chose winter. Here comes the sun. Happy spring, everybody. Here comes the sun. I say it's all right. Good morning, listeners. I'm Evan Funk Davies, and this is Pop Rocks. If it's a pop song that rocks, or a rock song that pops, 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 you'll hear about it on Pop Rocks. Today on Pop Rocks, we're going to hear from an Englishman in New York. I hasten to add, however, that neither the artist nor the song has anything to do with Sting. Come to think of it, I probably owe you an apology for putting that song in your head in the first place. I'm sorry. The story of today's band goes all the way back to the early 1960s in the English town of Mansfield, which is located in Nottinghamshire in the East Midlands. I told you we were starting with an Englishman. Are we making this whole bloody thing into more than it is actually? I mean, really? In 1962, 15-year-old Mick Hodgkinson successfully auditioned to become the new bass player in a local group called Ricky Storm and the Stormcats. As a side note, this band included Rick Lee, who would go on to be the drummer for 10 years after, though he was not related to that band's frontman, Alvin Lee. A year later, Mick Hodgkinson had taken on vocal duties in the Stormcats as well, and in September of 1964, the group changed their name to the Mansfields. The band split up in 1967, and information is sparse regarding Mick Hodgkinson's activities over the subsequent 10 years or so. He released a record in 1972 as part of a British band called Sammy. And then sometime during the next several years, he relocated to Woodstock, New York, initially to work with singer Elizabeth Baraclow. Curacao. Baraclow. Kowtow. Baraclow. Meatwell. Baraclow. Anyhow. In the late 1970s, Hodgkinson got involved with a group of local Woodstock musicians called the Falcons, which had a rotating lineup depending in part on who was in town to record at Bearsville Studios. Me. Most members of the Falcons used pseudonyms, and it was around this time that Mick Hodgkinson started using the name Johnny Average. Under the name The Johnny Average Band, he released an album in 1980 that was essentially members of the Falcons. I'm sorry to report that Mick Hodgkinson passed away due to cancer in June of 2007. Bummer. But I'm happy to share the lead track from the one and only Johnny Average Band album, Some People. From 1980, here they are with Thermostat. Hey, what's up, listeners? It's your girl, Anna Roisman here, and I am just swinging by Wake and Bake to say, hello, I'd like to talk about... What? And another thing. Yeah, you know it. You love it. 
we're getting into it, right? Absolutely. I hope everyone is doing well. I gotta say, I know a lot of people right now who are catching COVID again. People who are fully vaccinated are getting it. People who've had it before are getting it again. It's unfortunate, and I had it last week, and it is no fun. So please be safe, and I'm sending you love if you did catch it, and, you know, healing vibes. I just wanted to put that out there. But that's not what I wanted to talk about, actually. What I wanted to talk about is what saved me during COVID. Um, No, and what saves me every day, and that is my dog. That is my dog. That is my dog. That is my dog. And you know what? What? And you know what? What? What did we do to deserve dogs? I don't know. Right? I mean, right? I mean, clearly I'm a dog person. Clearly. So, you know, that means I'm, I'm ambivalent about cats, but I do think that the cat people are amazing people. And I think cat lovers are actually all animal lovers. Cat lovers love dogs, too. They're very kind to dogs. I agree 100%. Whereas dog lovers, I'd say we're a little more um, hesitant when it comes to petting a cat, right? Right. Or, go, or going into a house with a cat. We're like, oh, you have a cat. Oh, we're like, oh, you have a cat. Cat, 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 cat. Whereas cat lovers are like, oh, look at how cute your dog is. Oh, God bless the dog. So I'm talking about a dog. I have a dog. His name is Bobby Flay the dog. He's, you know, not famous, but also famous on Instagram. And that dog saves me time and time again. I swear to God, this dog knew I was sick last week and he did not leave my side the entire time. I was just hoping the whole time I didn't give him COVID. But I don't think that's how it works. But how cute. Very. How cute is it that your pet knows your intuition? They know that you're not doing well. So they will sit there and heal you themselves as best they can. God bless them. And, you know, it made me think about dogs that have jobs. Like, there are dogs, you know, who are in shows and dog competitions. And I I wonder if if they're happy with it. You know, if they were always a dog who was like, "Ah, I want to be a star. Or if they were forced into this, you know, because they're beautiful. Dogs didn't sign up to go back to middle school where you're judged for, you know, your looks and your talents and how you walk and how you jump and, and how your eyes look and your butt and, and all the things. I mean, you know, that that's some serious stuff. We all agree on that. So sending love to the working dogs who are out there putting themselves out in the universe and also to all the animal lovers. I hope your dog is taking care of you today. I wish my brother George was here. Last month, a group of researchers from NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory submitted a paper outlining a proposal to send a message out into the cosmos with the aim of communicating with intelligent life in the universe. The idea, known as the beacon in the galaxy, is intended to be an update to the first transmission of its type, 1974's Arecibo message which was beamed into space from the now decommissioned 1,000-foot diameter radio telescope in Arecibo, Puerto Rico. The new advanced message, which is intended to be sent to a dense patch of stars near the center of the Milky Way galaxy, by way of the dozens of dishes that make up California's Allen Telescope Array, or from China's new 1,500-foot aperture radio telescope, encodes binary information describing basic concepts of math, physics, and biology, 
and also includes a map of the Milky Way galaxy that shows our planet's location in the solar system. With the project, the researchers are hoping to start a discussion here on Earth about what information should be sent to extraterrestrials and the best way to put a positive spin on the hundred plus years of very confusing information already sent out into the great expanse in the form of radio and television transmissions. Let's just hope whoever receives and interprets the message never visits the third planet in the solar system for an intergalactic human snack. This is George for Wake Science. Who it is? It's Sam, the Wake and Bake Morning Music Computer. Hello, Clay Pitton. It's good to see you, Sam. It was nice of Ruth to give me a ride. Oh, you could look out the windows. What did you see, Sam? Things look like crap out there. Sam, it's not that bad. Don't you people ever clean? Said he looked dirty to you? Absolutely filthy. It's a big urban environment, Sam. That's no excuse for slovenliness. Slovenliness? Yes. What do you... People are filthy slobs. Not all of us, Sam. I count you among the number. I'm a slob? Yes. Really? Look at that disgusting beard. You don't like it, Sam? You look like Poop Deck Pappy. Poop Deck Pappy? Shame that thing off. I'm just exploring my manhood, Sam. Only to discover what? that it does not exist. My manhood, Sam? Imagine kissing that thing. My beard? That Mangina. <laughs> Mangina? Mangina. Oh, you, you don't have to kiss me, Sam. Thank God. I think the beard makes me look distinguished. Extinguished is more like it. Well, I'm sorry you don't like it. Besides, it's a real germ catcher. My beard? You probably caused the outbreak. Now, wait a minute, Sam. Coming in to the station fresh off that filthy grain. And it is filthy, too. Your beard filled with mites. Mites? By the millions. You can see them? I have. My vision glasses. My vision glasses? I just got them. Look at those. Play. Your beard is riddled with mites. I'm riddled with them? My vision indicates an extreme infestation. Oh, no. With lots of egg-laying, oh. oily, larval slimes oh. and fetid excretions. Oh, Sam. All over that nasty, ZZ-top-looking thing. Mites. We have to take all necessary precautions, Dimwit. I know, Sam, but... Wash your hands. I wash them. Stay away from me. My pleasure. Wear your mask. I'm all vaxxed up and boosted. Mo- most importantly, what, Sam? Close the toilet lid when you flush. I will. You never do it. Close the lid? You rarely flush at all. That's not true, Sam. All that tinkle. Sam. Just laying there. Sam, no. In the bowl. Sam. Festering. Come on, Sam, I flush. Once in a blue moon. <laughs> Come on, Sam. Clay? Yes, Sam? It is good to be back in the gas chamber. It is, Sam? Yes, my friend. Oh. Yes. Well, it's nice to have you back, too, Sam. Let's play a song. Well, I suppose it's about that time. What would you like to hear? Well, how about a song about gas? Yes. Jumpin' Jack Flash. Oh, okay. Naughty now, and today we're going to be talking about a thousand reasons why you should get a dog. Yeah. 
One, they're so cute and fuzzy. Their fur is so cute. You just want to squeeze them. They are so cute, especially little chihuahuas. And their nose is also so cute because it's wet. And when they give you like nose, nose taps or nose, nose kisses, it's so slimy and wet on your face and it's so cute. Kind of disgusting too. Um, and also they love belly rubs. Like my dog just goes crazy about belly rubs. And my dogs are so happy to see me in the morning when you come back from school or, or work. <gasps> Who is that, Leon? They, they're so happy to see you. <laughs> it's, it's really awesome. <laughs> but they're also happy all the time for a reason that I have no idea why. And also, they eat literally anything. They love food. that You can give them cucumbers. They will eat cucumbers, which is very healthy, actually. Oh, and uh, also cat poop. They eat poop, too. Yeah, it's it's weird. Oh, my God. Which is not healthy. But it'll, it, it'll probably warm your heart to see someone so excited to eat literally anything. <laughs> but they're happy all the time. It's just nice to see someone happy all the time. And If, um, like, we eat pizza and my dogs get so excited because they think we bought the pizza for them. It's kind of crazy. Oh, and plus, I'm pretty sure your doctor will say getting a dog for you is really healthy because when you uh, throw and, and chase the dog to get the stick, it, it's getting um, your uh, heart beating because you're running around and it's, it's good for your uh, health. Get a dog now! Go get a dog right now! Whatever you say. Good, good, good. Good Friday. Good, good, good. Good Friday. Ba 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 ba. Boo doo 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 doo. Hello, wake and bake. Hello, glisteners. Mr. Let's Paint here. It's Good Friday, Passover, Easter, and taxes. Yeah, it's all coming. It's always coming. It's the trifecta or something like that. It's always the possibilities here. And we're going to make some Easter eggs here. I'm running on the treadmill four miles an hour. Ooh. And uh, it's getting tiresome, but I'm gonna be fine. We're gonna be fine here. Now, well, we got some, we're gonna make some Easter eggs. Oh my God. Ah. We got the eggs here. And th this is a, a, a beautiful tradition that we like to do. It's a beautiful thing. And what you gotta do, the trick is with the egg. These are eggs here. Okay. Right in front of me. And you've gotta poke a hole on each end and then you blow out. It's so fun. Let's try it. Okay. Okay, let's poke a hole right now. Uh, careful not to bust. You're not gonna wanna bust a move. Bust a move. Uh. This, this ain't working. I'm gonna get a drill. I'm gonna get a drill. Drill, 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 drill. Okay, I got a drill here. Here we go. All right, let's poke a hole in the top here. Oh, careful now. Let's get a hole in there. Come on, 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 come on,
No, there's one hole. I got one hole. Okay, okay, now we gotta blow. Let's blow this, baby. Let's blow this. <sighs> okay, we got one. We got one. Let's do another one, guys. You get better as we get going here. Let's get another hole. There's one hole and get another hole. Two holes. Let's blow, baby. Let's blow this joint. Oh, I busted. I busted it. Oh. Got to be careful. Four miles an hour here, guys. All right, let's now get some paint here. I got oil paints here. Now you can use any kind of paints you want to use, but are we going to use oil paints? All right. And we're just going to we're going to put like geometric, geodesic dome, like various uh, graphics of sorts that you might want to put on a on a on an egg and it's going to be just perfect just in time for easter have a lovely easter have a happy passover uh, and don't forget about the tax man hey, hey i'm the tax I'm man. man i'm actually not but do your taxes mr let's pay till next time bye bye good morning glisteners this is tim english with sound the likes Today we take a look at another musical family tree, this one related to David Bowie's 1975 hit, Fame, 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 Fame. Our story begins back in 1961 when the Los Angeles R&B group The Flares had a number 20 hit with their great song called Foot Stomping. Everybody young and old learn how to rock and roll. Bowie's version of Foot Stomping was very well received on his 1974 Diamond Dogs tour and included a snippet of the old song Shimmy Like My Sister Kate in a version inspired by the Olympics cover from 1960. It was this version that the Beatles copied when they did the song in their club dates. Isn't that fantastic? Woo! Here we go. Bowie performed his version of Foot Stompin' on the Dick Cavett Show in November of 1974, and that version was later officially released. However, Bowie was dissatisfied with the studio results of trying to record his version of Foot Stompin', and he later decided that the guitar riff was too good to use on someone else's song. So he cut the riff out of the song and then made a loop of it, hoping to construct another song around it. Right. That's where John Lennon enters the picture. He was in the studio with Bowie to record a cover of the Beatles Across the Universe in early February of 1975. John ended up contributing the distinctive falsetto vocals as well as the rhythm guitar and the backwards piano heard at the very beginning of the song. Cool. But we once described fame as, quote, quite a nasty, angry little song, unquote. The lyrics focus on the downside of fame, something that Bowie and John Lennon apparently had, had discussions about and bonded over. Obviously. John ended up with a co-writing credit on fame along with Bowie and Alomar. The song would go on to give Bowie his first number one U.S. hit. Oh, hit me! In January 1976, James Brown released a song called Hot, I Need to Be Loved. The song, although a funky track, had obviously ripped off the guitar figure from Bowie's fame. 
Bowie told guitarist Alomar that if the song was a hit, they would sue, but if not, they wouldn't. It turned out it wasn't a hit, reaching only about number 30 in the U.S. charts, thus bearing Bowie the trauma of having to sue one of his musical heroes. Until the next time, this is Tim English with Soundalikes. soil box down in the basement tiny little rocks line the bottom of the box and the rat cuts its feet sliced red blood meat as sinew and tendons splay and fall to the floor and decay dried Dead rats' feet curl and stink, they shrink, they stiffen, and noses whiff, and the stink wrinkle up as the rat in the box gives birth to its pup, pale, pink, and mulish, all dumb and churlish, its manner girlish, this infant rat with a small cotton cap and little pleated with their pocket full of ants rats eat ants only when there's only ants to eat ants bitter dusky taste mud canal transports the waste and turns it into turnly paste and on its Heaving, sweating, side the rat's uneven breathing slows, and now everybody knows what happens next. The ratly reaper disconnects the cable which pokes into its sore and hairy side, and when the beeping ceases, the beeping coming from the office of the janitor, the beeping coming from the tiny heart monitor, one last painful sucking breath, and then the rat succumbs to death.
Its owner weeps, but not for long. He sings an old rat funeral song, and the box is taped up tight after the rat is wrapped up in a paper towel of white. And the rat in the box is duly buried on a starless April night. And now, from underneath the ground, some tiny squeaks are heard. The rat release a turd, and around the world is heard a resounding word is heard. Alive, the rat's alive, and though buried in a box, its feet cut with rocks from its previous subterranean prison. The rat in the Penzoil box has surely risen. Hi, Clay. It's Connie Klinkovich in the chopper for weight traffic. And I'm Rademacher on the cold, hard ground. You're back to that Rademacher thing. One name, Connie. Just one name only. One name. Like Cher, Madonna, Fabian. You're no Fabian. You ain't no Fabian, Rademacher. Set you, Dowerty. Hi, Dicky. Set you, Connie. <laughs> I don't know if we can get by on that anymore. Dinky's little tagline with the... That's the franchise right there. Is that you, Connie? <laughs> Only judge it better than that, Rex. I do everything better than Ready Maker. Not everything, Dowerty. Not everything, Dink. What are you trying to say, Connie? She's saying I... Rex is better. What? In the sack. He's better in the sack, Dinky. That's a private... Better, Connie. Lots of men have trouble, Dink. Yeah, Dinky, it's nothing to be a Connie, qu ashamed. quiet, Connie. Is it a confidence issue, Dink? Oh, Dinky's very confident. It ain't a confidence issue, Rademacher. Well, I mean, be because well, he can if you can't. He can't. I can't. Achieve and Rex. Don't say it, Rademacher. But there's the shame. Dinky's filled with shame. Don't say dirty words. Dirty. On the what? what? Radio. Don't say dirty words on the radio, Rex. Well, I would never. These are private matters, Redemaker. Closeted, personal things. But until they're brought out into the open. Let them fester. Don't let them fester, Dink. Freshness is important. Pristine, unsullied wholesomeness. The green of the grass. And the bright yellow sunshine. Or Kevin McDougal and his jug full of moonshine. Sunshine and moonshine both shine at Clementine's Family Sports Bar. Clementine's Family Sports Bar with chicken wings and Star Wars, red balloons and happy clowns and all the seats are filled with people having just one thought in mind. Tonight, honey, let's take the kids and we'll all get into the car. It's only four miles as the crow flies to Clementine's family sports bar in the Edmise Plaza. Ask for Donna, then take a seat until your number is called. A lot of men suffer from that. I don't want to tell you. I don't want to. you got to talk about just it. Just let me do my job. You know, it just, it might. Just let me be the reason working. why you punch the speakers. You know, that kind of. Yeah. Kind of makes sense when you think of. <laughs>
Alpha, Rialto Swainert 7, confirm. Rialto Swainert, yes. Bland yes. target. Yes, bland target. Confirm. Confirm. Yes, confirm. Confirmed and locked. Yes? Yes. Yes. Butterfield Altus Rendezvous Salvage Overtone 91. Confirm. Confirm. Yes. Confirm. Confirmed and locked. Yes. Yes. Confirmed and locked. Waiting orders and the gun is cocked Sight unseen, prepared to move If the light turns green Deactivated, non-operative. Noted. Noted, thank you. The rare Kelso frequency. Kelso. Yes. 
Domino. A domino, really? Confirm. Well, all right then. One. Dutch. Alpha. Quasar. Mono. Complete. Left impulse. Left impulse. Yes. Left impulse. Repeat. Yes. Left impulse. Repeat. Detect flaw, didn't you? Yes. 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 yes didn't you detect flaw? Yes. Flaw detected. Scan suggested. Negative. Scan suggested. Negative. But don't you think? Negative. I mean a scan, my dear. Negative. Oh, very well. No scan. Scans are costly. But what of the truth? Yes. What of the truth? There is no truth Not in this world There used to be Not since way before you and me It used to be so nice No, no. that's just revisionist history Flaw left Yes, scan. no 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 If we could only scan Then maybe we could Formulate a plan. Then maybe we could win. And down the road, perhaps, do it again. You've been listening to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. Good. It's a weekly digest of the special features and moments which make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show. After all, you wouldn't want to miss special moments like this. Ah, you're in a good mood today, aren't you? (laughs) The Wake and Bake Morning Show. Set your alarm. And join us each Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WFMU.org. A little too early for you? Catch the archive show, which you can find easily on WFMU's homepage each day. I'm Clay Pigeon. They call me the Pigeon. Join me each morning for the full show, either on the radio or online at WFMU.org. And keep glistening.